Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show, where we are your host, Janet Lewis. And Dr. Lewis. And going to educate you again today about a very important health matter. Uh, as many of you have commented to us and asked us because of the segment that uh, was on Good Morning America last week about uh, metabolic syndrome, people are wondering what is metabolic syndrome? Do I have metabolic syndrome? Uh, what are the signs and symptoms? So guess what disorder affects 40% of people over the age of 60? Metabolic syndrome. And here to discuss what metabolic syndrome is, uh, Dr. Lewis is going to educate you a little bit about is this a new nasty disease or what's what is this? We've not heard of this one. I thought she was going to call me the star of the show or the co-star. So, Oh, he is the star. He's always the bright shining star. Yeah. One with uh, a large brain. Yeah. <laughs> Look like an alien now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's metabolic syndrome is bandied about uh, quite a bit, and and there is a lot of misunderstanding about what it is. A lot of people just have that blank look and don't bother to ask. It's also called syndrome X, so pay attention to that. Now, envision, if you will, a very large X on you know the the first part of it. You put high cholesterol, and over on the other part, the top of the X, you put obesity. On the bottom leg, you put high triglycerides, and on the other bottom leg, you put high blood pressure. In the middle of that X, you put insulin resistance. That's why we check insulin uh, on our labs, and very very few doctors do, according to the labs that come in here that I look at. Um, and, and it's pretty, uh, complicated why we get it, but we're going to throw some things out there and hopefully you can unravel it. The main thing is you've got to remember in order to get well, you have to do a massive amount of nutrition, nutritional products to let your body get well. And the other, the hard part is time. Had a sweet lady yesterday after three months. She made some incredible, like, holy cow, incredible changes on her lab. And she said, well, I'm disappointed. I thought I'd be 100% at three months. And I was just floored that people want everything instantly. It does not happen that way. There are laws of gravity, and you can't jump off the roof and be surprised because the law of gravity didn't let you float down gently. It works for all of us the same. And so does time and physiology. So, you well, know, be patient. Aren't people coming off of that, though, because of taking medications when they get a prescription? It's like they go through a round of it and then they think they're better. Um, I think they base that on supplement take, well, taking also. Yeah, because the drugs are very good at, at stopping uh chemical reactions it doesn't really do much for the underlying cause and many times i think it does nothing but it does stop the pattern it can you know stop pain and i tell people well if you know if stopping the pain is the issue then drink a beer and roll a joint and i don't mean to be disrespectful i say that so people will maybe think about it a little bit differently it's like well you know we have plenty of things that will stop the pain um, and that's why people get addicted to so many different things, not just drugs, but uh, many other things. Um, 
you know, you have the abnormal blood fats, and any of you that have dealt with me know that I'm not a big worrier about cholesterol because there's much, much more that goes in that equation. Uh, so elevated total cholesterol, in my opinion, is not that big a deal. And I've read a lot of books and hundreds of research studies that would uh, support my belief. <clears throat> but triglycerides is the big deal. And people tell me all the time, but I eat good. Yeah, well, if you eat good, your triglycerides are not going to be that high. And if you have low HDLs, and, you know, that's something you need to pay attention to. Total cholesterol, they say if it's above 240 is a big deal. But then there's a lot of research that says people like me that have it really high, mine's 260 to 300-ish, uh, those are the ones that live into their 90s healthy. Uh, so there's other things that you need to check on, like C-reactive protein, homocysteine, fibrinogen, uh, B12, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but if the triglycerides get high, that is a big warning. That's the big deal there. Now, hypertension, you've heard me say that the top three reasons uh, people have high blood pressure is low vitamin D, which I'm going to talk about how that can very much help uh, syndrome X or metabolic syndrome. Uh, it's uh, poor digestion, uh, which can lead to high triglycerides. And poor digestion usually uh, starts by eating poor selection of foods, which is most of us. Uh, and low magnesium. You do not get magnesium out of your foods in any significant amount. And I quote a lot of research, and I say, well... The soil's mineral content have gone down 30, 40, 50, 70 percent, depending on where you're talking about, since the 1970s. But don't assume that it was good in the 70s because our soils were depleted then. Another very significant thing, horrible thing, but significant, is I think it was 1970 when they introduced high fructose corn syrup. And that has been the downfall of all of us. High fructose corn syrup, or fructose in general, even out of fruits, you have to be careful. If you have syndrome X, metabolic syndrome, prediabetes, or, or diabetes, you have to be careful, even with the fructose in fruits. And people tell me, well, God made fruit. I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, your A1C is going up, your triglycerides are going up, and your weight is going up so maybe fruit's not good for you and this one lady says well god made it i said he made uranium titanium cyanide arsenic but you shouldn't put it in your body <clears throat> and i said the problem with fruits is that they do have a lot of fructose and they have been hybridized and in some cases genetically modified to increase the um amount of fructose they're sweeter than they were 100 years ago and they were very cyclical you, you know you'd eat pears when the pears would come would be ripe on the tree you'd eat peaches and that was usually a different time of the year and your berries and you know whatever you could forage um, so it would be for a season not all year long because we have better distribution so we have things available to us that are not as healthy as they were a hundred years ago. So yes, I eat fruit. And I think one of the best things you can do is get uh, a book or a list off internet 
on go low glycemic. That's a really good step to begin to allow your body to reverse metabolic syndrome or syndrome X. Um, what else you want to talk about, Janet? Uh, I can I can go forever and a day, and you know you interrupt me if I'm getting down that rabbit trail that I'm so famous for. Well, I think that you know people, and you probably hit on this, but uh, metabolic syndrome is is uh, you know a metabolic disorder that involves not just one of the things Dr. Lewis talked about, but it actually is a combination of three or more of yeah, either true. you either you have a, a, a abdominal a, abdominal obesity means you're a little overweight, um, high blood sugar, high triglyceride <clears throat> levels high blood pressure, and low good cholesterol. So if you have a combination of three of those, then you have syndrome X or metabolic syndrome. It's funny that she looks at me uh, when she says some of that because I have a tendency toward loving sugar. Ah, The guilty dog barks first. I was simply (laughs) looking at you because of your syndrome X statement. Uh, Yeah. Yes, women are always right. And the foods that actually make metabolic syndrome worse, like Dr. Lewis mentioned, is the fake and processed foods. So, um, you know, that's shopping in the middle of the grocery store aisle. So we always tell people shop around the outside edges. Where it's real food. More healthy. Um, The artificial sweeteners. Mm, Big one. So, you know, there's a lot of people that think they're doing something really great for their body because they are using artificial sweeteners. And we don't want to name any of those particular sweeteners, like <coughs> things that yep. start with an S, perhaps. Uh, they've been directly linked to the occurrence of diabetes and metabolic syndrome. Yeah, actually trick your brain into putting down four times more fat while you're drinking that diet soda. Yeah, it, it, it actually says that frequent consumers of sugar substitutes containing aspartame, sucralose, and saccharin <coughs> may also be an increased risk of excessive weight gain as well as development of metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. And, and you know, that's a good point, but some of the other diseases that are linked to what you're speaking about, uh, you have a very sharply increased risk of almost every so-called age-related disorder. And it's not really because of age, folks. Uh, that would include, some of these are a repeat, but obesity, hypertension, nervous system disorders, that's a new one. Nervous system disorders, think neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, etc. Eye disease, sharply increased risk of the diabetes that Janet talked about. But cardiovascular disease, and that goes way beyond just hypertension. And, and high blood pressure in and of itself is a bad thing, especially if it's unchecked. Um, cancer increases your risk of cancer. Yep, it does. Uh, then you feel exhausted, spacey, depressed, irritable, angry when you shouldn't be or yeah, really critical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you don't feel good, think about what you ate last night. I ate a bunch of my, uh, cookies that I made, uh, that my mother used to make, the chocolate oatmeal cookies, which was relatively low in sugar because Janet actually liked them. Well, it was made with organic things like almond yeah. butter and yeah. organic oats. 
Mm, yeah, that that's very true. And organic uh, sugar too, although sugar is still sugar, but at least we didn't get the pesticides. I didn't think they were that good. Oh, I thought they were delicious if you were going to eat sugar. <laughs> but but because Janet eats healthier, and that's why sugar, uh, lower sugar stuff is more attractive to her. Yeah. Did you know that? A loss of just 3% to 5% of your current body weight can lower your triglycerides, blood glucose, and the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Yeah, and you know, one of the things uh, we tell people, well, if you have this uh, cholesterol ratio problem and high triglycerides, one of the best things you can do is mild to moderate exercise. But I think the absolutely most imperative thing you can do is take a good quality fish oil, and they are way, way, way different. We get some incredible results with something called bergamot or bergamot, uh, and they're not all created equal. There's one place in the world where the most uh, potent bergamot is found, and that's in Italy, and this company we sell, their stuff has about 90-something percent of the entire crop, the good crop, wrapped up. Uh one of the things, you know, Janet was talking about obesity. If you have a little bit of a pot belly, yes, because you don't want to be putting that fat into your internal organs. And uh, 10 or 15 pounds on me makes a huge difference. But you ha- you can look at waist circumference versus your height. I'm 70 inches tall, and I'm in 33 jeans. So, uh, you know, it should be half of, you know, 70 inches, half of that's 30 five so and i'm in 33s but still i need to lose about 10 pounds and when i get off all the high fructose corn syrup and bread the grains that turn to sugar um, i lose weight very very quickly especially if we well when i do two other products um, i don't know if it's time to talk about them or not but one of the ones i like a lot is called CM Core, and it has a little bit of vitamin C, and it has berberine hydrochloride hydrate, and that's a gram of it. This is pretty uh, absorbable stuff. The berberine is famous for being anti-inflammatory and helping the good uh, probiotics or good bacteria to live in your GI tract, and it's very, very rough on the pathogenic bacteria, viruses, yeast, and fungus, and it has enough alpha-lipoic acid, which is really good a blood sugar uh, handling thing, and it's a super-duper, oh, my God, um, antioxidant. And that, that's a good thing. The The other one for people that have their A1C, and again, folks, that's why you really need to do lab uh, so you know exactly what to target. I was uh, going to suggest that because some people don't even know if they have metabolic syndrome. You know, we, yeah. we, we've named off some of the things that you look for, but... Do you even know what your good cholesterol is? Most people don't know what their good is. They only know their total because that's what their doctor tells them. Mm-hmm. That's true. And uh, the total, I don't think, is that important. Again, unless there's other things in the equation that you need to look at. But uh, you can tell if you're obese, so you you got that one covered. No, actually, well, you, maybe you can't. No, no, you can't. We've had a different perception of what. Yeah. Things should look like, and during Thanksgiving, Janet's stepmom says, "God, Stephen, you look so good." And I put on about fifteen pounds, and I'm thinking, uh, "What to do?" She says, "Well, when you were so skinny, we were worried about you. Our perception of what a normal human being 
has changed. And so now I'm, in my opinion, I'm about maybe 15 pounds overweight. And she thought I looked sick when I was down into the low 170s. That is very true because people almost look anorexic when they're healthy. Right. But that's the way we used to look. Low body fat. Yeah, back back in the olden olden days. Yeah, back when we were healthier. If it, if it, uh, you know, I think it started changing about nineteen late eighties. Maybe people started just, I guess, because of all of these uh, wonderful foods were being served. Uh, we just kept eating them and didn't realize the consequences of a lot of it. And and now everyone's overweight, and they think that that looks fine. And we thought it looked fine, too, until we went to China and studied over there. And those people are not overweight. Those people can outrun you. Outwork us, oh, too. Oh, Lord, we went up a flight of <laughs> a couple of flights of stairs. And, I mean, we're Dr. Liz and I were dragging, and we're in good health. And uh, we were having a hard time getting up. It Well, a little Chinese lady ran past us in high heels. She'd already gone up the stairs twice and back down and was waiting for us. And to open doors for us. Yes. They were very polite. And we knew then there's a problem with America because we think this is okay because everybody else looks like that. Right. But you're actually probably obese. I mean, like, you know. It's a very large percentage of our population are overweight, and then a large percent are actually obese. So, But you, you've got to give it time. And, you know, encourage, you know, just like the law of gravity and physiology, you've got to let it have time to work. And so with, you know, the blood panels like we were talking about, you know, you got the obesity thing covered. We covered that. Um, Your cholesterol levels, your blood sugar levels, do you know what they are? Do you, you know, most of you know what a glucose level is because that's what you're having run at your doctor's office. But do you know what a three month blood sugar level is? They only run that on you if they suspect you're diabetic. But there are a lot of people that are diabetic that don't know they even are. So when we run our comprehensive panel, it includes 13 different test points of finding out exactly where you are. And a, a cholesterol, total cholesterol panel is in there with uh, your HDLs, all of it. Um, there's also the three-month blood sugar. There's an insulin that you don't ever hear talked about. Well, that may be... Hey, you know, I'm eating all this stuff y'all are talking about, and my blood sugar looks great for now. And that's what insulin tells us. It tells us, hey, you're eating really bad, and at some point, your poor little pancreas isn't going to keep up. So we see that also. So we're able to see where you're headed, not just where you are. Um, So consider doing that. You can do it all across the United States. It's not just local. Um, you can actually fill out a health survey on our website at greenwisdomhealth.com, and then Dr. Lewis will tell you which panel, but it's the comprehensive lab. Uh, when you select that one, it's GWH3 because it includes Dr. Lewis's time to go over your lab. It includes all those panels, uh, which is about $3,500 worth of lab for a very inexpensive price. And then um, it also includes a functional medicine report. You get supplement recommendations. And so you know where you're headed and you can back yourself back out of metabolic syndrome. There's no need for you to have that. Remember, it's your genes, not your genes. <laughs> it's your genes with a J, not genes with a G. It's make sure your genes look good. And there is some genetic influence, but it's about 85% in your control and power. 
right. We're going to get to some of these questions, and if we have time, we'll get Dr. Lewis to go back to a little bit of uh, metabolic syndrome here. But I want to make sure we've addressed these because we had so many last week on shooting shooting straight with Dr. Lewis on Facebook. We're getting more people that are signing up, so thank you. That Which is a closed group, but if you would like to be a part of it, just shoot him an invitation on uh, Facebook, and he will add you to the group, and you can chime in with comments and questions and hear his Dr. Lewis-isms. Um, <laughs> one of the comments that we had, actually, or one of the questions, uh, we have a lady named Kay that her husband has Alzheimer's-type uh, days from having Lyme's disease. And uh, Dr. Lewis's comment was vitamin D helps clear amyloid in the brain of Alzheimer's patients that he had found in one of the journals, many things he yeah, reads. Journal, uh, Alzheimer's journal. Right. So uh, the question is, is at what dose? How do you know how much vitamin D to give someone that's having Alzheimer's type symptoms from Lyme's? And I said it takes about 8,000 IUs of good vitamin D, and most of them on the market really don't work. I've, I've done the statistics. Uh, but I, I don't think anybody should take 8,000 without doing lab work. And, you know, it, it varies so much depending on GI absorbability. Uh, and, for example, I can take fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 a day, and my vitamin D will never get up as high as I would like it because my GI tract will not absorb it. But that needs to be done with lab because you really don't want to overdose on it. I'd start with uh, 5,000, but it's got to be a good one. Just, you know, call us for lab. And there's other things with Alzheimer's that you definitely need to work on. There's plenty of research I can go over with you. Okay, and then Krista asks, what is the best thing to do for an allergic reaction? I think it might be an ingredient in a new protein powder I started taking wasn't from us. Um, my face and throat swelled up very bad yesterday. I didn't go to the doctor because I could still breathe okay. Today, my face is still a little swollen. Are there any natural remedies to help? Well, and again, you'll never rule out the medical profession because in an allergic reaction, they can definitely save your life. Um, I considered that last time I got stung by a bee. Uh, usually it's really a GI problem, and you have to find out what uh, causes the allergic reaction. We have some tests that uh, can see what you put antigens out against. Uh, I like the GI stuff like glutashield, uh, the bovine-derived immunoglobulins, uh, dehist, which is actually a sinus thing, but it decreases histamine reactions from food stuff, which has been very, very um, very helpful. Uh, regular vitamin C, and if you're taking vitamin C, don't take the regular ascorbic acid. It is not the same way it works in your body uh, versus uh, a more natural one that's uh, got the bioflavonoids in it. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for that comment. <laughs> we have Eddie that wants to know, does taking too many supplements have a bad effect on your liver? One year after... Uh, what, I'm sorry, one year after taking supplements and my liver is shiny clean on blood work, but is there a negative effect long term? And would it be better to incorporate more organ meats into the diet and how often? Yeah, I'm a big fan of organ meats for a lot of reasons. Um, if you want to get real difficult with that, go into uh, the Gerson therapy and, and read about how they used organ meats. But yeah, that's uh, very good. 
I don't think it's going to hurt the liver unless you're taking bad supplements. And there are a lot of bad supplements out there that the body can't process, and the liver has to, you know, it has a tremendous job trying to get ahead of the plastics and pesticides in our environment. But your uh, liver's squeaky clean because you've been taking it, and your liver needs a lot of supplements are good nutrition like the B vitamins, et cetera, et cetera, in order to function properly. And we use a lot of DIM, dianolol, methane, endol three carbonyl, calcium deglucurate. So no, Eddie, you're doing a good job. You're young, rich, good looking. Uh, this is a guy that's up there in uh, close to Chicago, but not in Cook County. I love talking to him. And uh, since he's gotten well, he loves the people around him, and he sends a lot of referrals to me. So thank you, Eddie. would take a thousand more like you and other people they refer. Thank you very much. See, and every time I try to stop any of my liver products, I start feeling horrible. So I, I think you're right. We have such a toxic load that we're dumping in daily, not, you know, not just from foods, but pollutants and um just environmental factors well now they're saying oh well babies are doing this and having all kinds of problems from uh pollutants that's in their mother you know while the kid's in utero and it's like well if they're just now coming out with it it's real i've been touting this for 30 years so and shampoo you know that was you know people that that aren't even knowing they're doing anything toxic we're still getting toxins you can't stop it so but you can't ramp your body up and right. let it handle it. And people are saying, oh, my God, it's the flu season. Oh, my God, I'm so fearful. And it's like, well, what about your body having uh, the strength and the wisdom to, to put its own immune system to work? There's no need to be fearful. You can still live a really healthy and happy life. One is vibrant. One is full of joy. And one is full of hope. It just needs a little bit more to work with. So, Eddie, stay on your liver stuff, and I'll stay on mine, too. <laughs> and then we have Debbie that wants to know about diverticulitis and what can they do about it. That one's a personal one to you, isn't it? Yeah, I went to get a coronary calcium score because I have a lot of uh, chest pain, which nobody thinks it's my heart. And for some reason, instead of just my heart, they checked down in my GI tract and said I had diverticulitis. They also said I have so little calcium I could be a two-year-old toddler in my heart, so I know the not just the D but the K and all these other things I take is working because I have pretty much no calcification in my coronary arteries, but they found diverticulitis. And I would get gut pain so bad I thought I was dying. And uh, as long as I don't eat too much popcorn, I'm okay. And Janet gives me these two pills that clean out booger bears yeast fungus virus uh every day uh and i take a lot of probiotics and you know doing good fiber and that's that's the thing back to syndrome x if you're doing 50 grams of fiber a day you're pretty much not going to have it because that will negate the um glucose and fructose going in too quickly so fiber is a really good thing for diverticulitis but and then the big thing that dr lewis isn't mentioning because i'm the one that actually puts this in his drink every day it actually has healed up 80 percent of our gut problems i'd say so far because it was a new product to our store this year into orthomolecular which was um, something called sbi protect um, that has been a godsend because it actually helped stop leaky gut. And Crohn's and uh, you know, all, all the bad things, the Crohn's and IBS. 
uh, we're getting people that say, oh, my God, this is better, this is better. And then they're telling their friends and their family we're, we're actually shipping orders every day all over the country because it's gotten such good results. And that and heavy probiotics. Janet, yeah. Janet insists that I'm worthy of taking the heavy-duty, expensive probiotics. Yeah, that is the other point. It's like when that starts to flare up, um, the big one that I give Dr. Lewis is the probiotic 225. Uh, because it's uh, made, well, it's actually made it higher than that, but they put on the package 225 billion. Yeah, it's strands. made it. It's made it over 400 billion. And so check your probiotics at home. Most of you're probably doing good to get a million. Um, yeah, if you're getting 10 billion, that's minimal, barely. Right. That, that's limping by on a gallon of gas on vacation. But heavy duty probiotics actually helps heal that up really quickly. And I have almost no problems with our reticulitis because of that. And I, I appreciate, Debbie, the uh, the question. Debbie puts a lot of good things on Facebook. Sometimes I copy and, or I steal her post and repost them. <laughs> so um, we have a few minutes left, and I thought maybe Dr. Lewis could share with us some foods um, to avoid for metabolic syndrome. Um, yeah, the fruit, like I told you, too, the bananas especially. Uh I don't think that's good, but you really and truly, I, I'm a big fan of orange, oranges, uh, pears. Uh, I think apples and avocados are probably the best, too. And strawberries. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you on strawberries, you've got to get the organic ones because, holy geez, they are so full of pesticides if you get the regular ones. You know, you can do the ones that are full of omega-3s, which is the cold water uh, fish, especially salmon if it's wild caught. Uh, Avocados that I mentioned, uh, some people put them into vegetables, but I think they're actually a fruit. You avoid like crazy the processed foods, uh, like meats with nitrates and nitrites, BHA, BHT. Don't do sodas, especially diet sodas. And fat is good, 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 good for you, but you've got to avoid the trans fats, hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated fats. Stay the heck away from refined carbs, uh, bread. And be ye of little alcohol. Uh, yeah, one or one or two maybe, and uh, that's about it. But, folks, there's just so much that you can do. And you have to follow Occam's razor. It says, when presented with something really, really complicated, always pick the simplest answer. And with that, that's another show. So I hope you guys have a very blessed week. And we'll be here next time and keeping tuned in to what's happening out in the country that we need to inform you about. So don't be a victim to metabolic syndrome. Have a great week.